It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2187, Minimum Viable Home, by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, this is the award-winning podcast where I read blogs to you with permission from the authors. It's that simple, really. Let's keep this intro simple and minimal as we optimize your life. Minimum Viable Home by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com. A new home can, at times, seem like a vacuous hole that sucks up endless amounts of money and creates mostly excessive amounts of packaging for you to discard. There are even more costs and acquisitions than usual when you transition from owning only what you can easily carry on a plane to what you need to stock a fully functioning home. But with every dollar spent to this end, with every new acquisition, I tense up a little. I'm squeamish about these expenditures because I remember how my homes have been in the past. I remember the feeling of looking around at all the stuff I'd purchased, each item catalyzing that momentary thrill of having bought something new before becoming just another thing I owned and never used. Some of those possessions were legitimately practical, but most of them were essentially useless for me and my priorities. There were expensive decorations that weren't even particularly beautiful, furniture that went unsat upon, gadgets that remained unutilized, kitchen tools that were forever uncooked with, all serving the same function as art, but without the art part. If you purchase a couch that is beautiful and to you worth the cost and space required to acquire and keep it in your home just for its aesthetics, then it's still a worthwhile purchase. I've owned many such showpieces that in retrospect, weren't carrying their own weight. The money and space could have been better spent on other things, but were instead wasted on these unsat upon bits of furniture that I owned out of cultural habit. Homes have couches. Homes have kitchen tables. Homes have X, Y, and Z. This new home of mine was a blank canvas, an empty space I could fill with whatever the It only seemed natural, having lived the way I've lived for so long, to stick to the essentials. But what are the essentials for me? How can I know what I'll need living this kind of lifestyle in this kind of space if seven years have passed since I've last experienced something similar, since I've last purchased furniture, paid electric bills, received my mail at a given address with any regularity? There's a term in the tech world that I found myself thinking about a lot lately, Minimum Viable Product, or MVP. The idea behind an MVP is that if you're building an app for a smartphone, you build the most minimal, streamlined, stripped-down version of the app you possibly can because you don't know what you don't know yet. It may be that you shovel tons of time and money into the thing, making it beautiful and complete, only to discover there's something fundamentally wrong with it after you've expended all that time and effort and money. Building an MVP first allows you to make sure the core functionality works and works well before you add any gloss and before you invest too much time or resources on it. I've been thinking of my home in this same way. I didn't know what I wanted in the home, but I didn't know what I'd need to do the work I enjoy doing. I decided to start there. I have my lights and tripods and such to produce my YouTube show, and I have my microphone for my podcast. I knew I'd need a desk and a chair, and ideally another more comfortable chair where I could lounge for long periods. This would ideally be a rocking chair, because in my mind, 
If there's a heaven, it's filled with all the books in the world and a rocking chair where I can sit while I read them. I wanted to make learning to cook a key component of my lifestyle here, so I purchased a cast iron combo cooker, a decent chef's knife, and a cutting board. I'd also need a bed and a few bed-related accoutrements. And that's it. I mean, aside from consumables like toilet paper and soap and trash bags. But for the rest, even other seemingly infrastructural items, I wanted to make sure I actually needed them first. Before making any further purchases, I wanted to make sure I was buying things I would use. No more couches for the sake of couches. No more gadgets because I have room to store them. I bought my bed and a mattress, a few pillows, a duvet, and some sheets, a simple desk, a simple chair, a kick rocking chair, it's heavenly. I set up my lights and tripod. There's a corner in my living room that's dedicated to shooting videos, a corner that would normally contain a couch and coffee table, I think. From there, I decided to use the space and the things I bought before purchasing anything else. To use the minimum viable home before deciding what to change, what's missing, what to add. By living here and seeing what I need as I go about my day, I can slowly fill my home with exactly the things I'll use and appreciate and nothing else. I can keep this place practical and functional without succumbing to clutter. I can determine what I actually need rather than what I theoretically need based on the idea of an archetypical home that may or may not fulfill my specific needs. A minimum viable home, an MVH, is a place you live, experience, try out, before filling with stuff. Then as you need things, very intentionally and slowly you acquire them. It's a bit like a packing party in reverse. Instead of packing up what you've already got and pulling out things as you need them, you avoid buying them in the first place, adding to your home only when you find yourself needing something and not before. As a result, this is obviously not something you can easily do if you're already moved in and huddled amongst your things in a well-stocked house or apartment but if and when you do have the opportunity to move into a new space, consider starting from scratch or near scratch so they can build something you shaped from the foundation outward. The specifics of each home will be different, of course, since we all have different needs. That's the case with minimalism in general, focusing on the vital stuff and eschewing the superfluous. And it's the case with incremental, intentional homemaking as well. For many of us, The result will be something that looks less like a catalog clipping of a home and more like a physical embodiment of what each of us as an individual thinks is important. You just listened to the post titled Minimum Viable Home by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class, It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners 
will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash old. Masterclass.com slash old. Thank you to Colin. I can definitely relate to this. As I mentioned in a somewhat recent episode, I moved a couple of times over the last year, which kind of forced me to do that packing party that he referenced in this article today. If you're not familiar, a packing party is what the minimalists wrote about. I also read that article way back in the day. Basically, you're packing up everything you have, then only unpacking stuff you need. It's pretty extreme, and I doubt the average person would do this just to do it, unless they were completely fed up. But when you're moving, you really are forced into it. And this is where procrastination can kind of be on your side because you slowly unpack whatever you need and the rest ends up staying in boxes, proving that we actually didn't need all of the stuff to begin with. And I say procrastination is kind of on your side in this case because the downside is that while that stuff stays in boxes, we tend to keep it that way. Instead of donating or selling it, it just stays there. I'm guilty of this myself. There always seems to be other things that need to get done sooner. But it's important to think about. I really do believe if we all curated a bit more and second-guessed that item that we added to our cart, caught ourselves before making the impulse purchase, not only would we have more money saved, but less clutter, fewer things to take care of, less stress, likely more happiness. So definitely consider it today. Have a happy start to your week. Thank you for being here with me and listening every day. And I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.